Welcome to our Advent devotional series. Uh, We've been calling it Come Lord Jesus. And in these final days, right before Christmas, we've been praying uh, these great O antiphons, these uh, ancient prayers of the church, each one focusing on a different description of Jesus, the Messiah. So this one, the final one, is probably probably the most familiar to us. Uh, again, it is uh, the basis for the hymn that we sing during Advent, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Emmanuel, our King and our Lord, the anointed for the nations and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God. Now, each of these antiphons uh, are rooted, again, in Old Testament pictures, descriptions of Jesus. This one is from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Now, this is fulfilled, or you could say filled to the full in the gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 1. The angel comes to Joseph and says to him, she, being Mary, will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And then it says, verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So Jesus Uh, is God incarnate. That's just a big way of saying God in the flesh, that he has come into this world. He has become part of humanity's family tree. We found that that's a twisted, uh, twisted family tree because of sin. But he has come into this world, and now the promise is that God is with us. John chapter 1, verse 14, it says, The Word, being the second person of the Trinity, The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Another way to say that is that he tabernacled among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is uh, God incarnate, God in the flesh, God with us. But for what purpose? Well, so that God might be for us for us, against sin, against the devil, against death. Galatians chapter 4, Paul says, But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. So, as the creed would say, uh, for us men and for our salvation, this uh, second person of the Trinity came into this world. Born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. Then the promise, because you are sons, God sent the spirit of, of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his, his child, God has made you also an heir. So God is... God is with us in Jesus. God is for us in Jesus. Well, Jesus is also in the flesh, and we are connected to him in, uh, in our baptism. And he has promised that he is now going to live in us and work through us as well. Paul says, Galatians chapter 1, 
I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, then Christ died for nothing. So not only God with us, not only God for us, but we have been crucified with Christ and we no longer live, but Christ lives in us and works through us as well. And so we move through this world with these promises, these comings, that Christ has come. That's what we celebrate at Christmas, the incarnation, that one day Christ will come and make all things new. And each day he does come to us and gives to us uh, the chief gift, the forgiveness of sins and all gifts needed for this life and the life to come. Well, what does that life to come look like? Well, Revelation chapter 21. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. Verse 4. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning, or crying, or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. This Jesus promises that he is coming soon, right? And with the church, we do say, Amen, Amen, come Lord Jesus. And some days we even add that little uh, little phrase, come quickly, come quickly. But the Lord is patient, wanting all to hear the gospel. And so if he waits, and this day he does not reappear, it is only for the sake of the gospel. But Emmanuel is with us. God is with us. God is for us in Christ Jesus. And because we have been connected to Jesus uh, through his death and resurrection in baptism, he promises to live in us and to work through us as well. And so we pray that, uh, that little prayer. O Emmanuel, our King and our Lord, the anointed for the nations and their Savior, come and save us, O Lord our God.